Welcome to the Platform Podcast, where we talk to coaches, athletes, experts, and real people to learn about their approaches to training, nutrition, mindset, and much more. I'm your host, Jordan Kundi Wright, founder and head coach of the Twin Cities Kettlebell Club, and I'm on a mission to help others build sustainable, healthy lifestyles. My guest this week is Stephen Riddle, owner of Riddlestruck Fitness in Ontario, Canada, and coach of Team Riddlestruck. And in this episode, we get into his athletic background how COVID has affected his business and training, and some of his tips for new lifters. If you're with us, I want to take a second to say that I'm incredibly grateful that you listen to this podcast. If you haven't already, please be sure to leave a rating and review of the platform podcast in your app of choice and support my work by supporting our sponsors, whose affiliate links you'll find in the episode notes. And if you want to step onto the platform and compete in kettlebell sport, please reach out to me. I help athletes of all levels reach their goals without wasting time using my integrated coaching approach. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Twin Cities Kettlebell Club or email me at TwinCitiesKettlebellClub at gmail.com. Now, let's step onto the platform with Stephen Riddle. All right, welcome into this week's episode of the Platform Podcast. My guest this week is Stephen Riddle. He is the head coach at Team Riddlestruck, the owner of Riddlestruck Fitness in Guelph, Ontario. Is that how you say it? Guelph. Did I, did I, Guelph. Yeah. Yeah. So, so close. Uh, so he was, close. He's also a CMS in log cycle and a CMS in snatch, a very accomplished lifter himself. And his team also continues to kick ass on the Canadian scene, which uh, there's something in the water up there in Canada, man. Like there's a whole bunch of high level lifters up there. What, what are you guys up to up there? Is it just cause it's so freaking cold? You got to do something or like, why, why are you guys so good at kettlebell sport up there? I'm really curious. I don't know. I honestly, like, it's funny because as you say, there are a lot of like good lifters, but in the grand scheme of things, like it's still very small here compared to like what it is down in the U S like luckily for myself, just because it's such a niche, sport, niche sport and small pocket, I've become friends with like so many people from out East and out West where, and we've all been able to like, you know, at times train together and help push each other as well. So um, honestly, I can't really tell you what it is. Maybe it is because it's really cold, but you live in Minnesota. It's probably yeah, pretty cold in Minnesota as well. Yeah, it's so. my, it's my, I mean, it's my, it's minus 14 here right now. So I'm, you know, I, we're yeah. like, you know, just South Canada, basically. Exactly. Know? Right. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, what it's about being cold and yeah, I guess because we're stuck indoors basically from maybe mid October till April and we have nothing else better to, especially this year with COVID <laughs> that uh, we're just, we've got way more time to lift kettlebells. Than yeah. So we were, hit we records. were talking talking a little bit about that uh offline you you obviously you you run your own your own facility there in guelph um mm-hmm. riddle struck fitness center hopefully i got it better that time nice <laughs> uh, um how is how has it been there is the province is is ontario back open are you guys allowed to train yet or are you guys under restriction how how is it going how is it going in canada i know it's generally better there than it has been going here but uh, i don't know specifics about you know ontario yeah. or how fitness centers are being run so um officially tomorrow the 16th the emergency stay-at-home ban is it's finished it's been done so um certain municipalities in our province have now opened a few opened last week just because their numbers were so low um but like 
I live in Guelph. I also work at another gym in Milton. That's another city about 30 minutes from Guelph. Um, so we're all able to open, but you probably know like Toronto. Like, yeah. Well, the, I actually, the, I actually know, Mil- I actually know Milton, Ontario as well. Okay. From, yeah. There's, from working in the logistics industry. So I did some, there some, you go. Some okay. Trans, so, uh, you know, so Toronto, stuff. Toronto, Mississauga, Brampton, and New York, they're still in their lockdown for another week. And then okay. I guess at some point, probably earlier or like next week at some point, the premier will announce if they, if Toronto will remain in like the gray zone, which is lockdown yeah. or move to a red and like, we're all in red right now, which means that gyms can open up at a very um, limited number of people. So okay. you could have like, say a 50,000 square foot gym and you could only have 10 people in the gym at one time working out. Okay. Yeah. So, so, they're, it's, so they're limiting your occupancy pretty significantly. Yeah. 60 minute time limits, 50 minute resets where you basically everyone leaves. We got to clean the club and then the next 10 people come in and it's just kind of like that. And then, uh, personal trainers, we have to be in like in our own little pocket, like group X studio, the group yeah. fitness. We've actually basically stopped in group fitness, all the trainers and their clients were now moved into that area. And that's where we have to train our clients. So okay. COVID's definitely had a huge impact on the fitness industry, just in terms of like being inside a club, like people are afraid to come in. People don't yeah. want to work out right because of COVID they're free of cat fear catching it. So, um, it's definitely been a toughest year probably on the fitness industry. And a lot of people are switching up just training at home. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm curious, um, and forgive my, forgive my ignorance because I, I don't know how the, the Canadian government is supporting people. Like I, obviously I know what's going on here in the U S but I don't know what kind of support are they given for gym owners and are they, cause I, does your rent, did they, did they, I'm assuming your rent didn't get, didn't get, uh, put on hold or anything. And so now you've got occupancy limits put in place by the government. Yep. Um, how are they helping you making, cause if you still got to pay your rent and you have a, a natural cap on the revenue, you can generate, I'm assuming that's pretty painful. So how are they, yeah. how are They're, they helping um, with that? Luckily, like my, my gym's in my basement, my house. So the gym I do own here is there. And then the gym I work for is like another company. So I kind of have like a small business, my own. Plus I work for like an, an established based company. Um, but they have been doing a lot of like small business loans or larger grades, um, larger um, group loans for like say businesses who have had their businesses obviously impacted by COVID, right? Um, so a lot of like, I know I've got a few friends who have like say fitness studios themselves who have been struggling because again, they haven't been able to open just because of the city they live in, even though they might only have like 20 to 30 members total. Yeah. And they're still like, nope, you can't, you, you're, you, you, you're in Toronto, you're in Mississauga, wherever, sorry, you have to be closed. I know, you know, some of my friends probably are still opening their business and doing a like behind closed doors. The the speakeasy, the speakeasy fitness club is a thing now. Yeah. That's it. Right. Exactly. But then the same point, if you're quiet about it, no one knows. It's when you start becoming like blazing about and being like promoting yourself. Like, Hey, I don't care what the government says. I'm going to open up. That's when you're kind of bringing yourself to trouble. But yeah, like I, I was laid off as well. And then I got EI from the government, which is like employee insurance money. So they were paying me money, even though I was like, off work right so they they're the government the canadian government has stepped up pretty well to make sure that when all of our citizens were not working they were still making some money obviously yeah. it's not what you're making when you're working but something's better than nothing so yeah yeah it helps. i think I mean, in the states helps. it's a lot different right yeah well it depends on where you're at and that's the problem yeah. right so like uh you know it, 
it's keeping it, you know, the, the, the whole idea of em- employment insured is supposed to keep the, the wolf from the door, right? I think is, is supposed to be what it's for. It's not necessarily to, to restore what you were making, but it's supposed to help you just stay afloat until things get better. And, um, you know, for, for the U.S., it's uh, in some states, there's more unemployment insurance that, that the state gives, as well as in addition to federal. And in some states, there's no unemployment insurance aside from what the federal government is giving. And then there's the political, uh, the political football being passed back and forth of, of whether or not they're going to pass the things and how much the budgets are going to be and, you know, which party is, <laughs> you know, we just had the transition from, you know, Republicans controlling most of most of the levers of power in government to now the Democrats control all of the levers and powers in government, but not at such a level that it's majority proof or, you know, veto proof. And, you know, it's, it's you know, the, the crazy American political system. So it's, uh, it's a little, nope. decent, it's a little decentralized and scattershot and, you know, it really depends on where you're at. And then you've got people, um, you know, I've had people on this podcast that, you know, to your point, we're like, you know, that are gym owners that are like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not fucking closing. And they're, some of them have been public about it. And some of them have been quiet about it. And, um, you know, and, and, and interestingly enough, depending on local law enforcement, they, they may or may not get in trouble. Like there are some, you know, Doug Siemens was on here and he said, you know, he, he had relations, relationships with some of the people in, in law enforcement in his area. And they're like, dude, we're not coming to shut you down you know, we understand, you know, and it was not like he was being unsafe about it, or, you know, he was still trying to limit and be safe and, you know, mask and, you know, and all the things, but kind of those same, those same decisions that people are having to make about, you know, uh, what's a reasonable risk to take and, you know, how, you know, how can they stay afloat and keep their hard, hard earned businesses, uh, you know, afloat during these really, really challenging times. So it's, it's been really, it's been really crazy. Um, it's been a, crazy crazy time this this whole it, get going on going on a year plus now right like, yeah and it's not stopping anytime soon right like luckily for for your you're like you know, in the united states you guys are getting vaccinated pretty pretty rapidly so you guys are going to be in your guys are going to be ahead of us like by yeah, how is it how eight. i was just gonna how is it going up there brutal yeah we wanted to buy so many from pfizer they they said they would and then um they didn't get as many as they well they wanted. The transmission has been slow. Like I just saw, I read a post yesterday that like they're moving on to phase two of vaccinations, and it's still people over eighty, medical workers, like senior homes, like that's who we're still targeting. And like, yeah, so they say by September, October, um, if you want to have vaccination and you're Canadian citizen, you'll get it. So we basically still have seven more months, eight more months of waiting until yeah our vaccinations are done. Yeah, we're, we're kind of in a not too far ahead of you trajectory, though. I think the, the higher risk populations are definitely getting it faster. And of course, they're saying, you know, I never you never know what, which report to believe, depending on when you read it. Like you, last week, they're saying, oh, it's going to be it's going to be end of, you know, end of September. And now they're saying, oh, by end of summer. And you're like, oh, well, you know, that's good. If those trends continue, I hope that that's you know, I hope that that's true. But I just never know how much of it is spin from the from the companies and how much of it is, uh, you know, factual. But um, you know, I hope everybody is vaccinated sooner rather than later and we can get this thing all under control and get back to normal life, man. Yeah. I just want to go to a sporting event, just travel. Like I have family that lives in the States. So I think we'll see them. Like yeah, we're, things, well, we're, even just, we're doing one October 9th is the plan. You know, I'm, I put the date on the calendar. We're going to do a competition here in the twin cities, October 9th. Yours is usually in November, right? Like you, like uh, early last November. year was November. Last year was never, and I think this year we actually just switched it, and we're doing it in August. Okay. Um, the only reason we switched and we switched was was because one of our other Canadian counterparts, um, who we have a <clears throat> group talk with, 
I guess prior to like last year, she had always done hers in November, but with COVID she moved hers up to August because she was hoping that still doing it in August, she would be able to have like a in-person live event, which yeah. she did have plus zoom. Whereas like if she'd waited until like say November, there was a greater chance that like the restrictions they were talking about, like by wintertime, like it could be shut down again. So yeah. she yeah. wanted to get her person, her comp done in person. So this year she's now switched to November and we gracefully moved ours back to August. So nice. ours is okay. like middle of August, I think. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Do you have a registration <laughs> link for it and everything or we do? It- yeah. It's on the, um, it should be the, are you, the, the, IKO. IKO website. Uh, okay, cool. I'll IKO make sure I put website, it in the. Sh- yeah. I'll make sure I put it in the show notes so we can we cool. can make sure that uh, anybody that hears this, uh, you can go on up. You can go on up to Ontario and compete in person. And will there be a? Let's hope so. Yeah. Will there be? Will there be also an online uh, yeah, registration available? Hundred percent. There's gonna be an online. Even if like um there is some like like we do an in person. I think that's one thing that like say, the COVID situation has maybe helped is that like Twin Cities, you guys, us, other places in U.S national competitions that you can do both online yeah. and in person it's going to be a great way to help grow the sport and allow more people from like other parts of the world like we have people in thailand competing in ours or in oh, korea awesome like england say as i say united states like east coast and west coast of canada like if you if, if it was in person you wouldn't be able to come you're not going to compete yeah. people in philippines aren't going to compete thailand like england so I feel it's like if you if you allow online people, they want to compete more often than not. So allowing them to send a video to is it's great. It gets some judging, it gets them some feedback, and it gets some like something to work for. Because yeah. yeah, other times it's like I would hold host like one event during the year. Another friend of ours, guy who will host events, will do one or two. So and then you might have like one other one. So in a year, realistically, you're doing like five maybe four or five competitions versus now it's like you could do one almost every week if you really want to because of the online capabilities or even one every like one like you could do as many as you wanted which is so many i got one of i got one of my athletes uh sends me links all the time he's like hey what about this one hey what about this one i'm like bro i'm not competing that often like i don't like if you want to go he sent me one for like a half a snap a snatch half marathon i was like i was like no it's crazy just just no i'm not doing snatch for 30 minutes like i have a hard enough time focusing for 10 minutes are you kidding me you're gonna try and get me up to 30 like no no yeah and and that's it right like you and like same thing as like like myself like i look at the events i'm like oh i got like you know january february march and then you're like sounds good sounds good sounds good and then all of a sudden when it gets like three weeks out you're like man that doesn't sound good anymore <laughs> <laughs> i'm so tired from like the one competition to two weeks ago so it definitely puts a little bit more like you have to start thinking about your events too and really like spacing out your calendar yourself but again i love the opportunity and because again you just get to like meet people that you never met before and yeah. connect with them like online right yeah. so yeah, it's it's pretty sweet and you get to meet and you meet more friends because obviously like you probably know the kettlebell sport people the crowd they're like it's an amazing group of people it is like yeah, everyone it's, it's really is so it is no one's like oh man i really want to beat that guy <laughs> or man that, that guy beat me by two reps i i just can't stand him it's like he beats you by two reps you're giving that guy a high five a hug and you're having like if you were allowed to get person a drink together yeah like a hug like you're you're happy Everyone's the only, happy for it. The only the only community that I found that was comparable was rugby. Um, because in rugby there's the tradition of 
the visiting team is hosted by the team that that is like you literally stated like if you travel you stay with the people at their you know in their house or you know like in college so you like you would literally play against them in the morning and then go drink with them at the social afterwards and then stay at their home right so like yeah there has to be a level of you know so you get that level of community and camaraderie and it's like hey if you're if you're willing to step onto the pitch and, and smash heads like we respect you and it's the same kind of thing with with kettlebell sport is like if you're willing to step on the platform and suffer like you're you're one of us right like hey you're sick yeah. like we you're sick like we are man. Exactly. like exactly this guy you're, you're messed because, up like, just like i am yeah because you know for sure i know it because everyone does it like when you tell somebody who has no idea what kettlebell sport is and you're like oh yeah you pick up a kettlebell whatever weight and you lift it for 10 minutes they look at you with like the most dumbfounded look on your face like why would you do that <laughs> and you're like it's fun yeah. you're like, that doesn't sound like fun I'm like, yeah, but once you well, do it once you get or twice, the, they, keep, they get the people that are like, well, that doesn't sound that hard. It's only 10 minutes. It's like, oh no, you can't yeah. set them down. Yeah. And then they're That's like, a, they're oh. like, wait, what? Yeah. They're, Cause they're like, they're like, oh, I do EMOM workouts all the time. I do them for yeah. like 20, 30, 40 minutes at a time. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's like EMOM, but you don't get to set the bells down and you just keep going. <laughs> and they're like, like, they're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then you get, exactly. the, you, you get that like, yeah. what is wrong? What is wrong with you? Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> that sounds horrible. And you're like, yes <laughs> but like it's like anything once you get that itch it's just the drive yeah well so spe so speaking of like how did you find the sport because i i don't i don't know very many people that found it on purpose it's almost always no. like we did something else and you stumbled upon it and you know so how did you stumble upon kettlebell i'm assuming you stumbled upon kettlebell sport and didn't go you know searching out for it you weren't born into it like the russians so no I'm assuming you stumbled into it yeah so um obviously like being a fitness trainer and everything um different like learning techniques and all that like i like to keep my skills up to date and like trying new things and learning new, just learning new skills to make myself a better trainer to help my clients and all that stuff and it's probably like 2012 2013 that kettlebells in the gym i was i was working at were being brought in and i was playing around with them a little bit here and there like you know checking out probably youtube videos or yeah some now were these like, now oh. were these cast iron bells or were they the competition bells at your at your gym uh, you were working at? i think we had, we had a few competition ones which oh, was nice. pretty nice to learn yeah. off of right and then we yeah. had some like cast iron we had a kind of like a mixed bag like you got even like the vinyl rubber coated like really oh yeah chunky. oh super yeah just like uh, awful try awful. snatching with those after like three <laughs> minutes and like the bells like gonna like fly through the window right yeah. so i'd be doing it for a while and you know i learned some easy techniques one of my clients cool my client she bought me for her birthday she bought me a pair of kettlebells like a 69 24 competition was well for That's my house awesome it was yeah it was pretty sweet so i got a few of those and then colleagues of mine had done a, a kettlebell cert uh through a gatsu fitness okay. and i was like okay well i'm like well you know maybe it's about time i probably should go and maybe get a certification for myself, right? Like just to learn from a couple of people who actually know what they're really talking about versus like the people I may find on the internet or seen in a, a video. So I did Ran, the random, random guy in, in condo That's right. That's right. <laughs> Swing hard and harder and harder. So I did the, uh, so I did the Agatsu cert and then uh, Sean Mosen, like the instructor, he mentioned that a great way to get better doing like say snatch, long cycle like clean jerks or just jerks in general is to train for kettlebell sport so that was like my first like when i heard the words kettlebell sport because like most people was like 
hell is kettlebell sport? Yeah. So then they were like, oh, it was like, I don't know when I would have done this course, but then like, oh, yeah, it was probably like April or May. And they're like, our next event that we're doing is going to be in like that following October. So I was like, oh, okay. So I was training, I was doing like a bodybuilding training thing at the time, competition as I was doing like the cert, but then I was like, okay, once I'm done the bodybuilding, I'm going to switch and go to kettlebells hundred percent train for my kettlebell sport. Probably like a month before my last, like before I was doing my show, I was like, I'm switched to kettlebell sport. This is, seems much more interesting than like bodybuilding <laughs> training. So then I you did. Got tired, you got tired I, of being in the carb depletion, didn't you? You're just like, yeah, oh, I just got tired I'm, of like, I'm, bench I'm, done, I'm done not eating carbs and doing nothing but chest buys, back drives. Exactly. Like, this, <laughs> these routines are really boring. I'm like, let me just get some kettlebells. So I started doing kettlebells. And my first event that I all did, I, I like snatch. Like, that was like probably like the one event that I, when I first started doing it, I was like, oh, this is great. Snatch is amazing. I really like it. So I just signed up. I'm like, I'll do like simple 16 kilogram snatch set just to, get myself into the sport itself yeah. and then again you tell the people like my my brother-in-law and all the family and they're like man that's so crazy i'm like yeah this is what i'm training for they're like that just sounds horrible i'm like i don't know maybe so i did it and then it was like again it's almost like anything it's like okay i did it once i'm like i really want to do it again and i want to be better and yeah. then it just from there it's you just basically i got the bug and then it was ever since 2014 so 2014 was like my inauguration into the sport and uh, I've been competing ever since and just kind of like getting progressively, progressively, getting progressively better. better. Yeah. yeah. Trying to get progressively better, trying to hit like certain numbers and targets. Um, and you've, I, been I think really, like, you've been doing really quarantine has been good for you from, from what I've seen from does. your training progress, man. Like, like uh, you're putting up some, some pretty legit, uh, some pretty legit output and testing out pretty well when you, when you test out. So yeah. what's your, what's your, what's your goal, right? I mean, you're at CMS right now with long yep. cycle is long cycle. Your focus. Are you, are you, uh, <laughs> yeah. For like, I find like, it's funny. Cause like, I like long cycle just because I don't like being in the rack position. <laughs> so like, <laughs> right like in jerks it's just like you're gonna be you're in a whole rack and i just find it uncomfortable if you're like more like oh it's just because like if they're working your rack you're probably mobility and all that stuff i think it's just my mind yeah as well like i can i'm i can do 10 minutes but it like by the points my mind just gets like i get bored of holding racks so long then then it just kind of like plays with my head yeah so it, that's like the mental aspect of that but like yeah. i just for like you know also because of with kids as well, as you know, sometimes when you're at home, time is of the essence. Yes. So for the, the best bang for your buck, if you get a good workout in like 15, 20 minutes, long cycle, long cycle, long cycle. cycle right? <laughs> 15 like, minutes of work and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm done for the I'm day. I'm smoked. I barely, yeah, I can <laughs> yeah. barely lift my arms. So I find like that was one of, um, that's why I, I transitioned to long cycle. And it, it just also with like, what else it does like it helps increase your cardiovascular systems as well so your muscular endurance and all that stuff just by doing long cycle can help other aspects of training like oh, yeah. i tell people like i used to run mar like i used to be a runner as well so i used to i trained marathons which again it's like absolute crazy stuff that like people are like why do you do that i'm like i don't really know either but i look back at like the both like i, th I feel like compare like marathon running and kettlebell sport and i'm like okay i'd rather still do kettlebell sport versus like running like a 30 kilometer run 
yeah when it's, it's like fun, negative. It's fun. like i'm i'm six i'm like six foot and you know 100 115 120 kilos you know depending on depending on the day and so you know i, I will often tell people when they're like, oh what do you do? like oh yeah i run marathons just to just to see the reaction I, and they're like they're like really <laughs> the, sh- the shock on their face and i'm like no i i lift, no. I lift heavy things until i can't feel my face and they're like oh that makes that makes that makes yeah. more sense <laughs> exactly uh so yeah so that's crime right like long cycle is my thing i, I dab a little bit because i don't want to lose like my snatch like yeah. level or like even say with jerk sometimes i'll i'll throw in jerks here and there or like some snatch days i'll have like a couple sets with snatches and like uh, right now i think with my my focus on snatches i have some heavier kettlebells like i got a 48 and a 52 kilogram one. Oh, nice so i'm hoping to like just basically dead stop snatch it. So not like a, I've for the oh. 48, I've done a swing snatch to it, but I want to be able to just do it from dead, like dead, dead, stop. dead that's, stop. That's, that's some power. That's some power generation, man. That's yeah. That's, so that's some, that's some legit power generation. My biggest, like, so I want to do that. I'm also like fearful of doing it in my house because I don't want to drop it. and like <laughs> have a crater in my floor. Right. Yeah. 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 So I understand. that's like, that'll be like more like outside stuff when, the weather gets a little bit better too. Uh, so, and then long cycle right now, like there's a training for now is like the CKA. It's a Canadian kettlebell association. Their nationals is a uh, end of March. So that's nice. what I'm focusing on now. And I'm going to do like long cycle 24s. And uh, I get my goal right now is like 85 to 90 reps. Like that's nice. what I'm, I'm basically and, putting and, this on. And, what, right and now what's your, saying, what's your, what's your, uh, what's your weight class? It's just to give con- people context, right? Uh, I generally weigh in like seven, like 78 kilograms. So okay. about 170, 170, I walk around like 170 to like 173, 173 pounds. And we're talking, and, and we're talking, and we're talking double 28, uh, kilo 24s. kettlebells. Oh, you're doing 24s. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking, so we're, so we're still talking 48, 48 kilos and you walk around yeah. at, so it's at 78 kilos. So, yeah. uh, we're talking more than half your body weight for, uh, just under a hundred reps is the, is the goal. Um, that's right. So yeah that's yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's that's up there man that's that's that fantastic is. what do you and what do you got what do you got will that get you to ms or will that get you just is that still cms See, yes for with greens because they're still like amateur for guys mm. that that like that would just give me cms okay to, like, and get are, you, the, like, are a, you aiming for ms at some point is that yeah is for that sure the, okay yeah i think once i can do like 80 for me is just like that number because like that is uncertain like like on certain, like say kettlebell sport charts, like 80 is the number versus yeah. another one I did. That's where I got this year. It was like 75 was the number. So yeah. because there's so much like variance and I just want to get over 80. I feel like that's just like, I get eight rep permit. Like it just yeah. seems like that number that's established in the industry where like the sport where people say you do it like 80 or 85 and people like, that's good. Like yeah. that's legit. Like that yeah, takes if training. Su- if you can sustain eight RPMs, like that's, that's right. So legit cardio, legit, legit technique. Like that's, that's yeah. up there, man. And then after that, I'll go to like 28, which I've, I've done a lot like in the previous year too. I've, I've done a lot of work with like 28 long cycles. So I've been up to like, uh, I think six or seven minutes under like the, uh, at least six minutes with like the 28s. And I've hit about I've close to like 35, 38 reps as well. So nice getting those back under, oh, like, you know, by end of the end of the year, hopefully. Nice. Maybe by my competition, I'll just throw out like a 28th as well for 
50, 50, 60 reps. That sounds, that sounds terribly awesome. <laughs> Terrible <laughs> and awesome at the, the same time. Yeah. Yes. So with, uh, with team, with team real struck, how many, how many athletes do you have, uh, on, on the competition team now? Three. Nice. Three teams. Want, yeah. want to shout them out? Who are they? Uh, Matt Boris, Sarah Summers and, uh, Josh Wang. Nice. And we have like a, obviously like a little team group of like other lifters and there are about like seven or eight of us on it. But, um, I guess even sometimes eh, Eric St. Ange, I think he's been on your pocket. He, yes, yeah. he sometimes Dr. falls under Dr. Kettlebell, Dr. Kettlebell. He sometimes will compete under the team riddle struck banner as well, but I'm not going to say I coach him because he should be coaching. He could coach me. So, <laughs> well, but you know, to your point, right. Time, right. He's, he's got the young kid too. You That's know, right. So, he, so. he's, I'm impressed by him because he trains at like four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. And I'm oh, always God. like, how do you do that? When like, I don't, I don't, first off, like, I can train that. I train that early sometimes myself. I'm just like, how's your like wife and kids not like wake up when you're smashing those bells around in your like garage? Like my kids would wake up and they're like, like a pin drop. And they're like, Oh, Hey, Hey, hey dad, <laughs> like get away from me. So like, I have to do like my bell lifting midday when everyone's I, awake. I, or did, I did mine for, for, for the longest time. I did mine actually at like eight, nine, 10, sometime 10 o'clock at night. Like I like literally That's came tough. up with a hashtag kettle after dark because like I would, I would do it like after I did everything else for the day. It was like the last thing <sighs> I would do. And yeah. But it just, uh, it affects your sleep so much. Like, because like if you're doing a hard long cycle set at 10 PM, like don't expect to go to sleep before 1am because your core temperature is too high. You're too, like, yeah. even though you're exhausted, but your core temp's so high. And like, so I, I kind of, now I've worked it, you know, now I do it in the, in the early evening instead, but uh, I still have the hashtag and every once in a while I'll still bust out the, the late, the late night training. Cause I can't do the early mornings anymore. I just, I can't do it. Like I, the last time, the last time I did a 6am long cycle session, I, I did it with double 24s and I messed up my back just cause I Ooh. wasn't, I wasn't warm enough and, and yeah. like it wasn't anything bad. It was just like, you know, but I remember like, Oh yeah, a back injury ended my, my college football career. So like, I have to be really careful. And like in the morning, you've got more fluid in your discs and you know, you're more likely to injure yourself early morning. So I was like, yeah, I need to be smart about this. And so I just, I stopped doing any, any early morning training because I just, I can't, I, I can't get my body warmed up enough to be able to do it. And I'm not, and I'm also not a morning person. I don't, I don't like getting up at 4am, 5am to do anything like if I, if I'm seeing that time on the clock, it usually means I was up late <laughs> editing a podcast or you know, so, something like that. Like I put one out last night at 3am. So wow. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, my, uh, I'm a morning person uh, like for myself. I honestly have been like, it's crazy. Like I say, like I told you earlier when I was like marathon training, because at, like in the summertime it's hot. There were days yeah. I was getting up, at, there was getting up at three o'clock in the morning to run. Yeah, people think that Canada doesn't doesn't get hot, and it, no, it certainly it does. does in the summertime. It does. Like it does, it absolutely does so, get hot up there. Like if you're trying to like like do like a 15, 20 k run at like 11, 12 o'clock in the afternoon, where it's like I would say in like you know ninety degrees Fahrenheit, it's hot. It's yeah. not comfortable at all. Yeah, even lifting kettlebells at that time was not fun because I've done that a few times too outside, Oof. and that's or in my house even. It just it's like a it's like a, sauna. a recipe, recipe for blisters and tears and oh, terrible just output. <laughs> everything, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just everything drains. So I actually like training early. I find like I actually have a lot of energy in the mornings to do my training. I find I'm like like by the end of the day, night, like five, six, seven o'clock, I'm just drained. Yeah. Just because of like what I've done throughout the whole day, just through either work, being with the kids. I'm mentally, physically drained that. So like if I do lift it's a very light lift. It'd be like some one minute intervals, stuff that is like still challenging, but 
it's only output for a minute at a time that you can get it done and you'll feel happy. You might do like five, six, seven reps. And you're I feel, I feel, and you're attacked, like, okay. I feel attacked right now. Cause one minute intervals are like my favorite thing ever. <laughs> oh man. One minute intervals are everyone's favorite. Ooh, you see like a, you see like a 10 by one on your program. You're like, yes, one this minute is, only. This is, this, this is, this the is, best. this is the day. Yeah. This is the, this day. is then, the greatest. So then I, I, then I put, then I, then I put 15 on there and people are like, Oh, okay, cool. I'm like, yeah, just yeah. wait until you hit minute yeah. 12. And then like the last three and then you get up to 20, like 21 minute intervals. You're like, Oh, okay. This yeah. Is 20 by one. And, and when you want to keep like a good solid, like volume two, right? You, yeah. you don't want your reps to drop. Yeah. Like you 20, want them to 20, 20 by 20 by one at plus at plus three over competition pace. Right. Like, that's, Oh, good. That's, you know, have, yeah. have fun. Good luck. <laughs> yes. That's so, um, yeah, I would, I would lit like, but like you too, like I need a good warm up because I'm getting older too. My body's yeah. not as nimble and loose as it was when I was like 24, 25. Like, so I, I will spend easily in a morning generally doing like anywhere from 30 minutes to 45 minutes of just mobility work. Nice. just to help get me loose and just get me primed to just be on, in rack position alone. Like if my hips and my low back open up just because again, like in that, in the sport, like that's something that is necessary. You yeah. have to be able to be comfortable and get in that position or you're going to be in trouble fast. Yeah. What, Two, so three what, minutes do you, what do you do for, what do you do for mobility? Like what is your favorite kind of modalities for, uh, for mobility, for mobility, uh, enhancement? Uh, I, I don't really have like any like specific things. Like I do, I just do a really good general bot, like overall full body warm up. That's 10 to 15 minutes, neck, shoulder, like start of the neck, work myself down the shoulders, hips, knees, ankles. And then I'll just go into simple, like modified so we're just, doing bo- just, just body, body weight, mobile is joint mobilization yeah. stuff. And then into static stretches. Exactly. And then even um, there's a, like a program, like this range of sprint program that I found. And it's uh, like real movement people. Like the group is a real movement and they've had like, they have like a, uh, like four set exercise stretches that you could do. And it helps to like, sorry, middle splits, full splits, back bridge, and uh, like your pancake. So I've, the whole purpose is like, you do these things for like for 30 days, it's four days on one day off, four days on one day off. And it's five sets and each round, each set lasts for like 20 to 30 minutes. Like when you get comfortable with the movements, it's, it's a lot faster. It's like 20, 25 minutes. So I've been, I incorporated that a lot and I found that lows have really helped out. So, nice. and I, I think for me too, just with my job now too, I sit a lot more than I need. I should be drive your home. You're sitting in a car, like your yeah. chair, like most people, like we're become a sit, a, a, po- yeah. a population sitting of sitting hunched yeah. over. Right. So, my low back hamstring muscles are always just so much tighter. So I find I really need to work on those just to help loosen those up. Because like you say, like if you, if there's a day where I'm rushed and I go into a workout, you're going to do sport and you, you only do like a 10 or so minute warm up, I'm so stiff. I'm so sore. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to hurt myself. Yeah. Like those are the days I leave when I feel like, Oh my God, oh my gosh, my low back is like fried. It's killing me. And I, the rest of the day, it feels horrible where if I can have my time, which again, I have to say COVID really helped me because it provided me that time where I wasn't having to rush to work. So I could be at home. I'll spend 45 minutes to an hour stretching. And then later in the day, I'll, I'll, I'll lift. Nice. And I was like, man, this is great. This is like yeah. the best thing. And now I've just, it's nice because I built that habit. And now I just been able to continue to do that, even though like I'm back to work or my life's changed. Right. So, um, obviously the last month and a half, I've been 
getting locked down, but uh, it's a good habit I build. And I find like, I I don't think enough lifters maybe take enough time when they're warming up or stretching or they're, they're not doing the proper stretches that they need to, to help them lift or they're just doing their general, like, you know, arm circles, like twist the hips, light stuff with the kettlebell. And they're like, okay, I'm ready to lift. I'm like, that's all you do for your warm up. Yeah. Have you, okay. have you seen um, like some, I think one of the things that was kind of revelatory to me as I, as I watched, um, you know, some videos from old, <laughs> from old like uh, competitions in Russia, like seeing some of the warm up routines that the, like the Russian guys go through, like I would see like they spend an hour doing mobility work before they ever touch a bell. And then, and then they go, and then they go do, you know, another 30, 40 minutes of, of lighter bell stuff to get like, and before they're on the platform. So you're like, wow, they're doing like a full nine, nine, 90 minute to two hour, like preparation before they go do their one 10 minute set. And I was like, like, okay, no wonder these guys can like fold in half. And like, yeah. they're so, they're so like that to me was a big revelatory thing. And I kind of, I kind of realized like, okay, if you're ever going to get really serious about this, like you have to get serious about the, about the mobility piece because it's, it's super, super important. Yeah. And even like the mobility, obviously before, you do your stuff at like during as well, like the warm up and all like, like, like a really good warm up solid, like not just skipping. And then even like a cool down yeah. because again, I'm, I'm going to speak like, you know, I used to be the same person. It's like, I have a two hour window to work out. I'm going to work out for an hour, 45 hour and 50 minutes quickly shower. And then I'm doing something else stretching. Oh, I'm not going to stretch. I don't know the stretch, but yeah stretching after as well just doing even a like five ten minutes of just some simple again static stretching holding just to let your body cool down yeah restore the length in the muscles that you just exactly shortened over and over again will also has a huge impact on how you feel the next day and how your training is right and it can help to limit like the muscle soreness or the injuries and the recovery sound like a couple of old men like oh don't forget to stretch or you're gonna be sore tomorrow (laughs) well i am i feel like i am an old man but i'm a wise old man it's it's but i i do honestly think it's one of those things that as you get older and you you realize the importance of the mobility component like and the more and as you get more experienced in the sport too, you realize, like, I I think that's probably been my biggest learning over the course of, you know, 10 years is like, if I only have 30 minutes, I'm not shorting my warm up and my cool down. I'm, I'm, I'm shortening my work sets, right? I'm like, okay, I've only got 30 minutes. I'm doing 20 minutes of, I'm doing my 20 minute warm up routine. I'm doing, I'm doing a seven minute set of long cycle. And then, and then I'm stretching and then I'm stretching for five, 10 minutes after. And that's it for the day. Okay, great. That's all I had time for, but I'm not, I'm not doing 30 minutes of work and no stretching, no warm up because I'll, 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 I'll fuck my week but by doing oh yeah that, right? exactly <laughs> i won't be I, able to come back a day or two later and train i'll be too sore or i'll hurt something or you know so yeah that's what i tell everybody too like i'm adamant because they're always like how long do you warm up for and i'm always like oh like you know at 20 25 minutes and they're like really that long i'm like easily i go depending on the day some days might be 15 just because if i feel really good but mostly 20 25 maybe a little bit longer i go but there's zero chance as you say i'll i will change my i'll alter my main lift but I won't cut, I won't, I won't impact my, my warmup because that to me is like the most important thing. Yeah. And yeah. it just makes you feel better when you lift too, if you're properly warmed up. Yeah, for sure. And you know, your like, mindset there. You, you, well, and you notice the like, you notice the output numbers too, right? Like mm-hmm. if oh, yeah. like, 
like I like I I'm always like if I didn't if I shorted my warm up for whatever reason, uh, and then I I go do like a three by three. I'm like that first set was basically a warm up set because I could only hit seven RPMs and I was trying yep. to hit eight or nine, but I could only hit seven on long cycle because I just wasn't warm. And then it sucked. Yep. It was terrible. I felt like dog crap. And you don't even feel good until you get to the third set. And then and then yep. you're like, oh, I was finally able to hit eight nine RPMs. But you you know you sacrificed two work sets by not warming up. Like you, you know so it's to me it's just not worth the it's not worth no. the investment right like you, you, have yeah. to, you have to do it exactly and obviously again like the two of us it, it just takes learning experience to like get that and then now it's just like because we've done it yeah and that's funny it's like people are like oh you just you don't know and you're like no i know <laughs> i've been there done that probably more times than it really it, sh it should only take me one time but it probably took me about 50 that times brought back the pamphlet man like just, exactly just, just right? trust it's, me like just exactly <laughs> so if as, only as if you know, if oh, only people, if only, if only your, your, your teammates or your like the your people you train listen to you every single time, you know, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty fortunate. I have, I have a really, I have a really, uh, compliant group of people like one, one of my guys is i mean he's a he's an infantryman from from alaska so he he's wow. like if i tell him to do something he does it even if he doesn't like it he's like nope I fo i'll follow my orders like you you tell me what to do like so i give him uh, but i also have to give him very explicit orders like i he, you know shout out to jay like he, he's he's actually right now he he just he just had a hand tear like a couple days ago and we've got we've got ikea worlds on saturday and i yes. was like and I was like, Hey, you got to let your hand heal. And he was like, he was like, okay. Um, so, and I was like, I was like, wait, let me be more explicit. You take the next five days off. Don't touch a kettlebell for five days. Let your yeah. hand heal. You're not going to, I was like, we needed to taper anyways. Like you're not, your hand is not going, you're not going to lose any strength and your hand is going to get better. So you can't touch a kettlebell for five days. And he was like, Oh man, I feel like a kid that just got grounded. Like I got sent to my room and I can't play with my toys. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I know. And, and also the same thing. It's like, it's taper where you like, you're not going to all of a sudden like lift if you're doing seven RPMs for six minutes, all of a sudden taper week, you're not doing eight or nine RPMs for six or seven minutes because it's taper week. Like you're not yeah. magically going to lift better. We were going to do like 15 minutes of total time this week anyways. So yeah. Like it's, you know, we're, we're, we're getting your, like, just take it off. It's fine. You're not going to lose. Exactly. But that's, you know, it's his, it's his first competition. He's going to crush it though. I'm, I'm, can't, I can't, that's cool. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. So when you, when you're, uh, when you're programming for, for you and your team, do you, do you program for yourself as well? Yeah. Do you find that, do you find that hard? Because sometimes I find it hard to write programming for myself as well as my, as well as my athletes. Um, so I'm just, I'm just curious. How do you, like, I try to tell people like I, I compartmentalize and I like pretend that I'm, that I'm one of my own athletes. And I'm like, I try and separate the two because I'll, then I'll program, you know, stuff for myself, like the jerk that I am as a, as a coach and I'll make it, you know, I'll flog myself as hard as I flog my athletes. But how, what's your approach to like programming for yourself uh, as well as programming for your athletes? I think like, I understand that sometimes I, it is sometimes hard to program yourself just because you're like, Oh, you're like, I know I should do this today, but do I really feel like doing this today <laughs> or do I go like easy? But, um, I sometimes feel like I actually go harder on myself sometimes yeah. with then like, like the people I coach just because it's like, okay, I'm going to program for myself. I can be an ass to them. And they call me a dick and ass. I love it just because, you know, <laughs> it's just helping them in the end. They're like, you suck, but yeah, I, lo I love you. Cause you suck. Yeah. And they, yeah, they yeah, get the results they want. But, um, I like for myself too, like when I was like a trainer or even coach now, I also like what, what you're doing in your lifts I've done. I did it like multiple times yeah. before you even did it. Like I've done it and I've probably done worse. So I know it sucks, but I also know that in the end you're going to get this result because you're doing these. 
So that's always kind of tell them. I mean, I, I tell myself this, I generally have to try and tell myself that same thing. It's like, okay, I want to hit 85 or 80 or 90. Like I always write down what my goal is in my book and I always yeah. look at it. So I'm like, okay, I know I want to hit this reps. I'm not going to hit this reps if I half-assed today's workout. Yeah. Or instead of using my 24s, like I program, I go, oh, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to lift my 20s yeah. because as you probably know, like lifting 20s and lifting 24s, like it's, it's a 20% reduction in load. It's huge difference too, right? Yeah. It oh, is yeah, just non, non night and day. Yeah. Not even close. Like twenties is 20s is like one of those like where you do a simple warm-up and I can still for like a five minute pace still hit 11, 12 reps per minute for five minutes if I wanted to. Versus that must five be minutes. nice. <laughs> but then I have nothing else left. And then I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. But with like 24 is it's like five minutes or like a you know eight to nine rep paces like oof, that's that's a that's a heart burner yeah i always so. i always try and explain it to people is in terms of like percentage right because it's like it's, they're like oh well it's only two kilos you know it's only a two yeah. kilo jumper it's only a four kilo jumper it's only two more reps per minute and i'm like yeah but when you went from 10 rpms to 12 rpms yeah. like only two reps per minute is actually you know that's actually that's a, a 20, lot that's actually a 20 percent increase in output yeah. like that's a big deal or like when you went from a 20 kilo bell to a 24 kilo bell or you know yeah. whatever eight to eight to 12 or 12 to 16 like yeah. anytime i'm explaining it to people it's like you can't think of it in the raw it just in the raw numbers because then it seems smaller than it is but when you think of it in terms of the math like it's it's a much bigger it's a much bigger uh increase in load you know so yeah those oh. days when you're like you're like oh, i really am not feeling the 24s today like and there are legit times when it's like hey that's the smart decision to do because you don't want to hurt yourself you got to come back and train the next day but there are also times like you said where you're like i'm i'm no i'm just taking it easy on myself because i'm not i'm because i'm not feeling it today that doesn't yeah. mean i'm in any danger or anything like no i'm just just not feeling it today like that's when you have to be the 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 coach on you know you step outside of yourself and be like you know co coaching yourself uh can be can be a little challenging but yeah how do you how do you find your how do you find your own uh weak spots right because that's one thing i struggle with as a co coaching myself right it's always good to have outside eyes to be like hey you suck at this component right like right mm -hmm. now i know like I've recently started to, to do more long, low, slow intensity cardio, like 20, 30, 40 minutes, just sitting on the bike, keeping the legs moving. Right. Like, cause mm -hmm. I need, I need to do that. But I had somebody else point out to me, I actually went and got objective data, you know, like got my heart rate training done. And they're like, Hey, you're, you know, your, your VO two max is kind of shitty for as, for as good as your lactate threshold is your VO two max is kind of shitty. So you need to, you need to work on your cardio. Like, Oh, you know, like, how do you, how do you, how do you find your own weak points? Like, how do you do that as a, as a coach? Uh, I think I do a lot of like review my own videos and technique and see what it is. And then even, and obviously not that I'm like comparing myself, but I look at like the pros and how they lift and like siding, like watching their cleans. And like, I know that's like probably like for a long time, like that's probably my weakest point, mm -hmm. like a minute interval, like Minutes, couple minutes cleans are fine it's like when i start getting longer on like my cleans start becoming my weaker aspect so i just watch them and see how fluid and effortlessly they do every single every single rep to say yeah. so i know for myself like i i do practice or work on just a lot more of my cleans and just focus on that same cast position every single time on the hips low on my belly like that insertion point just above the belt like that's where i want it i don't want the that high clean hitting your yep, almost like to, the top of your shoulders, shoulders. Yep. exactly yeah. and then bring them back around it's for me it's working on that drop 
swing, easy, clean. Like that's like, and I know that is my biggest weak point. Yeah. So, so that is like, the, who's got the best clean in the game? Who are you? Who are you watching? Who are you watching? Who who's clean? I watch a lot of Dennis, like be? Dennis Vasilev. I yeah. watch him a lot. His yeah. his is effortless, effortless, and smooth. Every single one, like when he pumps out like you know twelve reps per minute with thirty twos or fourteen reps, and you're less like, I can't even do that many in like four minutes. <laughs> like four minutes with thirty twos, like and you're doing it in a minute. Yeah. Like yeah, I was, I, I did have, he was a, a coach of mine before actually though too. Like I did have Dennis as a coach for a year. Yeah, I did too, actually. And <laughs> he tried to kill me. He killed <laughs> me. Really. Yeah. He, saved he was, he was, he was great, but it just, he was the, great. And the, he, vo- the volume is, is insane. Yes. But like the techniques changes that he made for me definitely helped me to where I am today. Cause I still use those tips and techniques mm. and his, his training style as well, or his, like programming, I still do a lot of that myself just yeah. because it, it, if it works, I think if it, it worked for him and he still basically is the same way, like, I think it can work for me, like an yeah. amateur. Like, yeah, he's the, like he's writing, the king. he's the king, right? Yeah. He's writing, rewriting role, like the history books, right? So it's, I'm gonna, I watch him a lot and I, I like what he does is amazing. Yeah. Like he, I say he did our competition in November and he did 140 reps with 24s. Like that's nonstop. I, I, I still go, I still go back and watch the, the, the YouTube video of him doing 101 uh, with, with the 32s. Yeah. Like I still go back. Like I, I've probably watched it. It's probably, it's, it, it's always like in my top of my feed and my, in my suggested videos for YouTube. Cause I've watched, this, <laughs> I've watched it so many times, but it's just yeah. like, it's like to do 101 reps on the double 32s and long cycle. It's, it's just, it just, it, it, it boggles it boggles my mind like i can't and it's like it's, it was like a perfect set it was just oh, it, was yeah. su- it was such a good set like I, and that's why i see like a lot of his sets lately they're all like just so precise and so clean and like again what he does is so effortless so i'm like okay like that's the guy i like look at so i watch a lot of his videos i'm like and obviously i'm not copying his technique but i just try to like if well, i watch him i follow can, the principles exactly right? and like because I have like a pretty good groundwork of like what kettle sport is and how he, how he does it. So now I just imply myself. I'm like, okay. But like, that is my main person. I look at him and be like, God, that guy's pretty badass. at what he yeah, does. He, uh, he actually just posted a video, a couple, a, I mean, it might've been a couple of weeks ago, but it was a video from him back in like 2008, 2009. I think he said it was his first St. Petersburg championship. And it was actually really cool to see because in my mind, he's always had perfect technique. And he's always like, I've, you know, he's always been that guy that just always lands the bells on his hips and always like mm-hmm. always has that perfect long cycle. In that video, he was, he was cleaning it up to his chest and rolling the elbows down to his hips. And like, he yeah. wasn't comfortable in his rack. And like, I mean, he still put up, I think, 84 reps or 87 <laughs> reps or some, some ridiculous number, you know. Um, but, but it was still, but it was still like it was kind of cool to see i actually commented on the post it's like oh my gosh it's it's cool to see that like even you who are like in my mind like the pinnacle of technique and technical you know technical precision like that you've improved so much over the course of of your career is like okay there's hope for all of us like if, if you know if, if you start if you started you started looking like this then okay i guess i guess you know i can do something even too. even i can improve to even relative output i'm never i'm never gonna, sure I'm, ne- I'm never gonna do 101 on the 32s but uh you know that's because i'm i'm human <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah i'd be happy with like 40 in 10 minutes with like the 32s like that would be 
or third even 65 that's the number for me Six, 65 i think uh that's to get master, to get that's master that's master's master sport yeah so that's a lot <laughs> it is it is yeah and, that uh, is a ton or if, I, or if i can or if i can successfully take off you know 40 40 pounds or so uh then it goes down to i think 63 um there you go you know, so you know maybe worth it you know worth it i need, I need to lose the i need to lose the weight anyways so uh why not you know nothing 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 motivates you quite like two extra reps off of your long cycle total to, to but, for, but for 40, 40 pounds for like four reps you might just like oh, why don't I just get a little bit stronger and do those four reps and just <laughs> not kill myself trying to like lose that much weight yeah it's it's probably easier it's probably easier for me to to drop the 40 pounds than to add the extra two reps on, on the double 32 so when you think about it like oh think about how, how long people work just to add a rep or two or like oh, yeah you know like how long dennis worked to work to go from eight in the 80s to in the 90s to that one time he said over 100 you know mm -hmm. like, and even he's I know. Like, i've only ever had one set where i hit over 100 with the 32s you know so yeah exactly and that's the other thing too is like how long it takes you do 80 or 82 and you're like, okay to get to 90 that's like eight more reps you're like okay now i gotta add on another rep one more minute. rep eight more for eight minutes yeah. you're like Ooh, that sucks yeah it's like and it's, i think that's i think that is one of those things that unless you're in the unless you're in the sport in a discipline right it's hard for people to, to grasp how hard that is it's like people that you know when you talk about powerlifting, when they're like oh like you know, oh, you, you squat 700 pounds. It was like, yeah. And my goal is to get to 800. I think it's going to take me another two years. And they're like, they're like, what? It's like, no, I don't think you under, I don't think you understand how hard it is to yeah. like, 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 yeah, going from four, going from four to five might take you a few months and going from five yeah. to six might take you another few months going from six to seven might take you a year going from seven to eight might take two going from eight to nine might take five, you know, like, exactly. Right. Like it, like people don't understand the non, you know, how nonlinear no. some of those increments of improvement are once you get towards the peak, uh, you know, the peak capacity of human performance. So it's, um, it's like those people though, that like, they're the ones who are doing like, Oh, I started at 185 and then two weeks I'm, or three weeks, I'm not benching 225. You're like, it's easy. I should be able to do everything like this fast. You're like, yeah, exactly. Like, come on. Newbie gains, man. That's congrats, right. Like, congrats you know, on your on. newbie gains. There you go. You're pushing weight now. But we've Just all, I mean, we've all, we've all been there at oh, some yeah. point where you were like, you were like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm getting so much better, so much faster. Like, oh yeah, if I keep this yeah. up, I'll be able to, I'll be able to hit I'll master a sport in a year or two. <laughs> I'll be double reds competing with Dennis. Like, no problem. Yeah. Like, won't be, who's won't Ivan? Be, come on. Like, won't be, won't be anything at all. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Well, I want to be respectful of your time. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm going to, I'm going to ask, uh, I'm going to ask one more question. It's one that I, that I love sure. to ask and we've kind of touched on some of it, but uh, you know, if, if you could go back and and uh, reset your, your career and give yourself one piece of advice to at the start of your kettlebell sport career, what would that piece of advice be that you would either give to yourself or a brand new lifter? Like what would that one thing be that you would tell them? Probably take your time for sure. Enjoy the process and like you know rack up like the t the time spent under the bells and get the get better experience versus you know like one work two weeks with like a light bell and then all of a sudden like okay now i'm good to go i'm gonna start lifting 24s right like enjoy it it's a fun sport you'll get better over time um but just enjoy the whole process don't you're not you're only you're only racing against yourself like don't don't be looking at the numbers of like on like the uh like the, the 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 competition ranking tables like don't worry about the ranking tables right just worry about yourself worry about your own numbers and as long as you're constantly improving the bell weights will change itself and just have fun right nice. don't 
I like that. I've never, I think you're the first person that said, set the rankings aside and just, just focus on, just focus on your own, on your own numbers. Cause I think it's super easy to get like fixated on, the, oh, yeah. oh, I want, I want rank. Like, and that's the, cause that is the goal. That's the objective exactly of, right. of, of the sport. But like, you can get so focused on chasing a number that you lose sight of like, just, pro, yeah. just progress. And again, like, well, I'll be quick on it. Like think like, you're like, okay, I, I want to hit level one. I need to hit 80 reps you're four or five minutes into your set and all of a sudden you're off pace. Now you're going to be like, Oh fuck, I'm done. I'm not going to hit it. What's the point of lifting that? Right. Versus if you'd be like, okay, like I've never hit 60 before. Sure. That's only going to give me level two, but if I can hit 60, that's a win. Right. And yeah. I feel like that's what people don't like, even though it's a win for them, they'd look at themselves like, well, I'm not the best. Everyone wants to be the best. And of course it's like, competition well, but you, everybody are you trying but i think the way if i if i can paraphrase what you're saying is don't focus on being the best focus on being your best exactly 100 percent. every day you live try to be better than you were like yesterday or every competition try to be the best in competition you can be for that day to be your personal best and then once you can do that then when you start getting up there then those rankings are going to come no matter what because you're going to be better because you're not putting that pressure on yourself to be like hitting 80 reps at your first or 90 reps at your first competition when you're just lifting. Right. Like it's yeah. again, also the same one too, is like, it's all for fun. Yeah. Like none of us are professionals lifting kettlebells. Like we're never going to be like the top echelon, like the, like the Russian guys are. So enjoy. It's a great sport, great community as we both discussed. Um, and yeah, like if you don't focus on those ranking tables, I really think those numbers are going to come for itself in time anyways. Nice. Well, Stephen, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you coming on. I really, I really enjoyed the conversation and uh, good luck with the rest of your training. Um, and I'm looking forward to, to the, to the competition in August and we'll, there we we'll go, some, man. We'll oh. some people showing out for that. Definitely. We'll definitely be started um, next few months or so for now, but promoting it more often on my pages and uh, appreciate sharing it as well on your, on your podcast and your page. It'd be great. And yeah, of course, look forward to keep tracking your progress and seeing what you can do as well. The, uh, this, this upcoming weekend. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Have a good one. You too, man. Take it easy. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Platform Podcast. I'm Jordan Kundi wright If you have a question, please email me at TwinCitiesKettlebellClub at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at TwinCitiesKettlebellClub, on Twitter at TCKBClub, online at TwinCitiesKettlebellClub.com. And please help us grow our reach and give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time.